It is Thursday, July 30th, 2020, and this is episode 55 of the World of Sports podcast and radio show, short episode edition. of the World of Sports Podcast Radio Show Short Episode Edition. Zach Rubenstein flying solo. Hopefully you enjoyed the two episodes from yesterday. Um, and again, thank you to Brody for joining me. Um, so I'm going to start this story back uh, in, no, uh, in 2017, specifically November 1st. Uh, on November 1st, 2017, the Houston Astros won the World Series in baseball. And were champions for the year 2017. In 2019, it was learned that the Astros had been cheating during the 2017 season and playoffs by essentially using cameras in the outfield to record signs from the pitcher and catcher to figure out which pitch was coming. Uh, And then that was relayed to the batter by banging of trash cans or specifically trash cans, but of other things uh, when that pitch was coming. So they would say, well, bang the trash can when a fastball is coming. And this was discovered and it was found out, you know, the the level of involvement. And at the end of the day, uh, all the players were given immunity from any suspension or banning or even fines. Uh, The Astros general manager, and uh, manager of the team were both suspended for one year. Um, I believe they were both fired um, for their actions. And it turned out that one of the people involved was the bench coach. He became the manager of the Boston Red Sox, used that strategy with the Boston Red Sox in 2018 when they won the World Series And was also fired. He was also facing a suspension. I don't know if he was ever given it. I think he was also given a year or two years. Um, And then it turned out that one of the players involved in early 2020 became the manager of the New York Mets. And while he was not punished as a player, there was talk about punishing him as now a manager. uh, Because he had been one of the masterminds, the Mets decided to fire him. And I think they did never leveled, they never levied a penalty. But if he were to re-enter the game, he would probably face one. Um, but the idea that players were not given punishments was frustrating. And the team was only fined five million dollars. They lost a couple draft picks, so nothing really major. They were not stripped of a title. They did not have the the trophy taken by them. And the two teams that were particularly frustrated by this were the Los Angeles Dodgers and New York Yankees. Both teams that lost to the Astros along the way. And two teams that that felt like they should have won. The Yankees lost in the series before the World Series and the Dodgers lost in the World Series. Both teams feel like they would have won had they known, had had the the Astros not been cheating. Now, there is some debate, and I'm not going to deny that it exists. There is some debate as to whether or not the cheating was effective. Uh, some people will tell you that Astros hitters, it only affected the hitters, hit equally as well on the road where they were not implementing the strategy as they were at home, 
or they were. Others will tell you that the pitching was really good. And the pitching was unaffected by the strategies uh, used for cheating. And therefore, that regardless of using the strategies, the pitching didn't matter. Others will tell you that just because you know the pitch is coming doesn't mean you can hit it. That was the argument for... Some of, some of that went into the argument behind steroids, where people claim just because I have the str- extra strength and quickness doesn't mean I could still hit a baseball. Um, anyway, either way, that was what was leveled. And because that investigation finished up in the fall of 2019, there had not been a season under which these players had been disciplined, or not disciplined in this case. That was this season. And baseball has a series of unwritten rules. They generally involve one of two things. Either action is taken by the club itself, officially or unofficially, and a player is fined or suspended. So, for example, uh, a player might be benched by the manager if they don't show up for a workout, or a player might be fined by his teammates in what's called a kangaroo court inside the locker room if they didn't didn't hustle down the baseline. Or, if they do something to another team, there's retaliation in the form of getting hit. Or one of your players gets hit for you. So, often, if a pitcher uh, accidentally hits a batter and they hit him in a place that, you know, is not is not a great place to get hit. For example, if, they, if the ball slips and hits the guy up on his shoulder, um, that player's team may hit the best player from the pitcher's team. It's just a, hey, we saw what you did, we know it was an accident, but you got to suffer the consequences. It's usually no big deal. Um, they're usually either in the same game or in different games, usually in different games. Um, and while there might be some jabbing back and forth between teams, it's generally dispersed and people go on their way and, and they move on. Sometimes these can carry into to situations where players get plunked for a whole season on and off. Um, and then sometimes they do get into fights. Um, especially if, if they think that one of the players was on was doing it on purpose over an old beef or especially reckless. Uh, for example, the D-backs and Pirates, I'm using my own team here, uh, the, the Pirates are often considered kind of a dirty team, and there have been a couple of teams, not just the Diamondbacks, that have ended up in fights. Um, specifically last year, the Reds ended up in a couple of massive brawls uh, because the Pirates were considered a, good, a dirty team and did a lot of hitting and tripping and stuff like that that was just not cool. Well, coming into this season, after the investigation, the Astro, if you looked at the Astro schedule, and I actually did an episode about this back in February, a regular length World of Sports episode looking at the MLB season, and we talked a little bit about this. I believe I did this with Charlie, or Dylan even, back then. Um, And we talked about, well, who do the Astros play and who might exact some revenge? Well, Everyone in the AL plays each other twice. You play home and away. So teams like the Yankees, for example, were almost certainly going to throw at the Astros. Um, the question was, would anyone else? The, uh, the other team, I said the Dodgers, didn't play the Astros. But the question was, how many other teams would take revenge? And we learned in spring training a lot. Almost every team, almost it seemed every day, was hitting somebody. These weren't major hits. Some of them were just across the top of the shoe. Some of them were in the back. Some of them were on the leg. Um, They were not massive shots up to the face uh, or at the head. But 
they were a, hey, we know what you did, and just because you didn't do it to us doesn't mean we're okay with it. Well, it turns out that with the coronavirus and the rescheduling, restructuring, actually, of baseball, it was decided that teams would not be traveling to play all the teams in their in their league. They would only they would stay to their particular part of the country. So the West Coast teams play each other, the teams in the middle of the country play each other, and in the East Coast play each other. It's not totally a perfect system, obviously, because teams like the Rangers and the Astros are in the West, when in reality they're actually located in Texas, the center of the country. But that's the way it's set up. So what that means is the Yankees won't play the Astros anymore, but it does mean the Dodgers will. And so Tuesday night was the first such instance in which the Astros and Dodgers played each other. And everything seemed pretty normal until the bottom of the seventh inning. And at that point, the Dodgers were up 5-2. to two, And relief pitcher Joe Kelly is in the game for the Dodgers. He throws at... He throws three balls in an at-bat with Alex Bregman, who I believe was like the second batter of the inning or something, third. Um, and kind of out of nowhere, throws the fourth pitch up and behind Bregman at 96 miles an hour, which is very hard and very high. Um, Bregman takes his base, and the next batter comes up, and... At some point, Joe Kelly ends up covering first base. Now, throwing it at near Alex Alex Bregman's head gets people's attention, um, including the manager of the Astros, the new manager of the Astros, Dusty Baker, who took over for the last one, who just got fired for causing this cheating scandal. Um, Joe Kelly's standing on the base, and the manager of the Astros on the top step yells from the dugout something to the line of, Go back and pitch. Go back to the mound, you bleep. Um, and normally, this may not have even been able to be heard. With fans in the stands and people cheering and music, you can't always hear conversation. But without fans, you can hear a lot more. Um, Joe Kelly definitely heard that. Goes back to the mound. The next guy up is, is Carlos Correa, also one of the masterminds of this. So there's a few players that were masterminds or, or, or who really benefited Bregman was one, Correa is another. Couple pitches into the Correa at bat, an 87 mile an hour breaking ball is fired that doesn't break and goes about four inches over Correa's head, who ducks out of the way. Well, now there's an issue because now you've kind of done this twice and you're aiming for people's heads and it's it's retaliation for sure and everyone knows why. It goes back to that 2017 cheating scandal, but... That's a little bit intense, right? This isn't plunking someone on the back. This is aiming at their heads, which can cause, in some instances, rare, but occasionally can cause some pretty serious injuries. Anyway, the pitcher, just Joe Kelly, just goes back to the mound, pitches again, strikes out Correa. And, and walking back to the bench, Joe Kelly is mouthing back and forth, saying, like, you know, Oh, look who can't hit now without a trash can, that kind of thing. Um, and as Correa is yelling stuff at him, Joe Kelly makes a couple of faces, like a boo-hoo kind of face. Um, all of which is picked up on camera, by the way. Correa takes exception to this. And what ensues next is like the modern-day equivalent of a baseball fight. 
Um, the Astros kind of come out of the dugout. The players that are on the field kind of come out, start walking towards the Dodger dugout. They're upset. They, they're upset. They're, they're yelling at Joe Kelly. They're yelling at the Dodgers. They're upset. Managers step out, try to, to get in the way. Now, that was Tuesday. On Wednesday, Joe Kelly was given an eight-game suspension for that incident, for those two balls. Uh, the manager of the, uh, the Dodgers, Dave Roberts, was given a one-game suspension. To be honest, I'm not sure why. Uh, and Dusty Baker, the manager of the Astros, was given a fine, presumably for yelling at, at Joe Kelly. But it brings up, this situation brings up a lot of questions, including was Joe Kelly's suspension too long? Well, he gets the, he gets the ability to appeal it and is, so we will see if it remains eight games, but... That's a long, long, long suspension, especially in a season that is shortened. If this were a normal 162-game season, it would be a 22-game uh, suspension, and even if he had made contact with somebody's head, he would not get 22 games for it. So eight games is a lot proportionally. Normally, in a 162-game season, eight games would be a lot, but it would not be too much. The next question is, was Joe Kelly in the right or the wrong? Now, that one is a, is a much deeper question. You clearly think the answer is, of course he was in the wrong. He threw at somebody's head. I would argue that this is the way the game is played, that Bregman and Correa knew what they were getting themselves into when they agreed to cheat, and especially knew when they got caught what the consequences were. I don't necessarily know that they deserve to get in the hit in the head or thrown at their head. I do think Joe Kelly expected them to get out of the way, and they did. I also think they expected to get plunked on the back or in the leg, not in the head or near the head. I think Kelly was a little bit excessive. I don't think that he was totally in the wrong. I don't, again, this is part of the reason I don't think he deserves an eight-game suspension. I'll come out and say it. I think he deserves something like four, maybe half that. Something that says, hey, you can't throw at your head. You can't throw at people's head, but you didn't make contact. Now, part of the reason people think there's a suspension is for the jabbing back and forth and the, the riling up of the of the Astros to come over to the dugout. Now, the Astros came over to the Dodgers' dugout. I don't think you suspend Joe Kelly for that. I do think Dusty Baker probably deserved a suspension for being for, for both allowing his team to run over to the dugout and for saying those words. If he just said those words, I got the fine. But if your team gets up and runs over to the dugout, you don't suspend Joe Kelly for that. Joe Kelly has the right to make all the faces that he wants. We're talking about whether or not he deserved to hit someone with a baseball, not about whether or not he should have been making faces on the field. you got to be a little bit tougher. I, but this is becoming, a, a, it's become, it's not even becoming, it's been this way for decades now. What the rules are and where you break them and where you follow and what the revenge is like slash punishment. And I have a hard time believing that Joe Kelly deserves such a big punishment proportionally for an action. Now you have to say, well, did he mean to hit them in the head? Because if he meant to hit them in the head, that's a different question. I don't think he did. And we don't know that. You can only go by what you see. Now, another part of this to, that to, add, to add is that Major League Baseball is aware of these rules, unwritten though they are. And they agreed, when they agreed to give these players immunity for speaking out and telling the truth, they agreed that they would protect them, keep them from getting plumped. Some of that feels like a warning to other teams. Now, the Astros have already been hit a bunch in spring training, and I believe they've already gotten hit by, they played the Mariners in the last series, and I believe the Mariners hit them a couple of times. They will continue to get thrown at. 
what the baseball is trying to, to, to stop is the throws of the head. I think this will do that. I think the teams will not start throwing at their head now that they saw what Joe Kelly got for fear they may get more, right? Ten games of a 60-game season is a sixth of the season. That's a lot of games. For a starting pitcher, that may not be that big of a deal overall, but no one wants to be suspended that long. The last part of this that I do think is interesting is that Joe Kelly was not on the 2017 Houston uh, LA Dodgers. He did not pitch in that World Series. He did not. He would not have won a ring regardless of who won. So there is a question of whether or not it was even his battle to fight. To be honest, I don't know that it is. But it doesn't hurt to try it on his part. The other point to note is that Joe Kelly was the pitcher for the was a relief pitcher for the Boston Red Sox in 2018, a Boston Red Sox team that was coached by the by a guy named Alex Cora, who was on the 2017 Astros and was a, and was an instrumental part in starting the cheating scandal. In fact, he did it so much that he actually went to the went to the Red Sox in 2018 and did a version of it there. So there's another question as to, well, Joe Kelly, didn't you benefit from this? Because that 2018 Boston Red Sox team actually won the World Series, ironically, against the L.A. Dodgers. And to be honest, yes, Joe Kelly definitely comes off as a hypocrite. It is hard not to reference this situation and not point at the ring that he has in his house. Now, Joe Kelly will try to defend himself and say, I threw almost no strikes in that entire time I was in. I... Earlier this year, he threw a ball into his window at his home, and he missed a target that was 10 feet by 10 feet wide, it felt like. Um, he missed a huge target and, and hit it through a ball into his window. So he's going to claim that he has accuracy problems. But this was, I think at the end of the day, an interesting story. It's also the tradition of baseball. And it's a tradition I love. Granted, I'm also not the one getting hit, but it's a tradition I love. And going forward... I don't want to see this go away. I think a plunk here or there. I don't think it should be at heads. But I think a plunk on the back here or there. A message to say, I know what you did. I don't like it. And I'm going to hold you to account now, right here, right now. I think that's good for baseball, not bad. I think that makes it more fun, not less. And I think that overall, people will be, fans will be happier with the sport that does that. Anyway, thank you for watching or listening, I guess. Uh, There's a lot of other sports, and I will resume definitely getting back to it tomorrow. But thank you for listening, and this is episode 55 of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show Short Episode Edition.